right, so there's music playing, music playing. Nobody can hear what we're saying. Anthony makes some dumb joke about something about <laughs> Quark. We all laugh about how Quark was the most ridiculous character. He's one of the greatest Star Trek characters. Gorn? <laughs> was it Gorn? What's the guy at the bar Born. all the time? Gorn. Morg. Morn. Yeah. yeah. That guy is the best. talk so much. Oh. That's, that is what Discovery is missing. It is. Morn needs to show up on Discovery. We don't know how long Morn lives for, right? Nope. Not at all. No, he has four stomachs. That's about it. Oh, yeah. All right, so he could be like a long, long-living species, and Morn's just a part of Discovery. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, if they do. If they ever do future Star Trek shows, I'd love to just see him still sitting there eighty years later. And what's uh, what's uh, what's her name? Um, uh, the bartender. Uh, Gyna. Will be Gyna. Isn't she like alive now? Yes, because our species lives for thousands of years. Born. Dax is born in twenty eighteen, which is yeah. this year. So oh. there's a Dax around. I don't know which Dax. No, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I thought I thought about that when we, because everybody always makes their list about what positions and what characters you have and what positions on a starship. And I was like, people forget about the the bartender or the uh, the ten forward person. So you got Neelix, yeah. Guinan, and uh, Quark. And which one would you which one would you rather have? I, th- I thought of those. Like we know people have their own yeah. personal captain, but who do you That's want true. pouring your drinks? Who do you want pouring your drinks? It matters. It there are matter. strengths and weaknesses to both. There are strengths and weaknesses to both. If you need some Quark wise, will keep you entertained. But Guinan will. Guinan will give you some wise wisdom. She's actually <laughs> a better Deanna Troy. She did more of Deanna Troy's job than Deanna Troy did, <laughs> if you think about it. And uh, but Quark, he'll get you the stuff you need. You need something shady. You need a house he'll program. It. He'll exactly. get it for you. And he comes with his brother. Uh, you know that, that, yeah. that's, that's that's stuff right there. And then you got Neelix. You know, uh, I say what you want about Neelix. He was, he was the feel, <laughs> feel good guy. He was even all, if your spirits are down, you got low morale. Neelix is gonna be there to, to be like, shut up, Neelix, make you feel I better with this. <laughs> I barely, I barely pay attention to Neelix and his underage wife or whatever. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Earth Two Comic Cast. Uh, we are missing one Mo right now. He is late. There was so, a mutiny on the on the Terran, the Terran two comic cast ship. <laughs> we know how yeah. we get our promotions around here. Yeah, there was there's basically background. a mutiny on the set, and we uh we let, we took over, so that is why we have started our talk with rather than music and formal introductions, laughter about who you would prefer to serve your beer on Star Trek and or Romulan ale. Romulan ale, yeah. of course, because it's illegal. <laughs> this is Earth 2 Comic Cast where superheroes exist and Star Trek talk apparently is the norm mm. and I just want to say first of all that I really appreciate everybody who's actually been listening to us I know we've had some microphone issues and that kind of stuff um, and yet it is our highest rated uh, program actually cast that we put on Earth 2 so that's really exciting so I just want to Shout out to all the Discovery fans who have been following us. I really appreciate it. So, and I know Mo really appreciate Mo like breaks down in tears. So he he does. I'll be like, I want to say you're welcome, and he's like, no, 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 no. Like we're so grateful for the fans, and we're, we're gonna grow because we're all a family. Let's go. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so you know, maybe maybe he'll resurface. Maybe after that that box we locked him in, he'll get out and he'll come back on at some point during the broadcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I would have just pushed him over the ledge into that giant sun thing, but right, oh. but you know. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll need him later. 
Is that he's going to show up after? What are the um the uh, chambers where they torture you? Are they just torture chambers? They had like a uh, name. Tor- torture tubes or something like that. <laughs> torture <something> tubes. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Patrick, what episode so this episode we're discussing today? Yeah, we're talking about uh, Star Trek Discovery: What's Past Is Prologue, episode thirteen. Is that right? <laughs> you think so? Because I thought this was the last episode, and they tricked me. Great. great so I think title, well, we have one more, way. right? Yeah. Yeah. Great title, by yeah. the way. I need to think All more on that title. Why not? Right. Trying to give us something yeah. to think about Discovery. You know, we just like our popcorn sci-fi here. No, yeah. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also a little bit sick, so that's why you hear me coughing in your ear. I apologize for that. It's uh, the poison. I'm taking over the whole cast, people. The yeah, whole I've cast. Been... I want that other metal on my on my life. <laughs> in my in my other life, I'm like a uh, the owner of a bunch of retail shops, and I've been avoiding my stores because you know in retail, like if you're sick, you go in, you get everybody else sick, so nobody's coming to work. Things get right. ugly. Real. I so, get one uh, cough. I call out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't make it. I can't make it. And that's uh, why Anthony and I can't work together anymore. So yeah, yeah. we were roommates. We worked. Together. <laughs> he was, he was running a retail uh, place, uh, and he was like, "I can't make it." He's like, "You live two houses down from the store." <laughs> that that's true. <laughs> So, uh, Anthony's going to give us the rundown, and we're going to kind of go through this episode. I love this episode. I have some issues with this episode, but I think those issues come uh, sometimes, and she has some strengths, and she has some flaws, right? You're talking about Michael? Michael? No, I'm just saying you're dating a girl, and she has oh, some strengths, oh, yeah, she has yeah, some yeah, flaws. Yeah. Or a boy. And the way the flaws. So you're like able to overlook. That's what I'm trying to say. Able to overlook the flaws. Mm -hmm. So I think this episode has a few flaws that we'll get to. But I think they picked the director they did for a reason. Because his strengths or her strengths um, outweigh the flaws. Sorry, the name of the director is Ola. It's a guy. Ola Tudo Asunumi. Kind of looks like... I'm going to have to look into him. But anyways... Um, yeah, I, I think that he directed this episode at the parts that were most important in a way that I think a lot of directors may have not been able to pull off. Is he an action, action director? Oh, that's exactly action is what's essential for this episode. So, all right, so let's go ahead and dive in because we open you, so, right before the credits. Yeah, where we left off last week on Star Trek Discovery was that. Um, uh, it was just revealed that the Loka was, in fact, a Terran from this universe. And that uh, he had been playing the whole ship, using it all along, to get back to the mirror universe. And that he was staging a coup. And that he was actually had a relationship with, uh, an intimate relationship and a revolutionary relationship with Michael Burnham. Yeah, it was made very clear. This There was some arguments I saw online of whether there was an intimate relationship between the two of them. Oh, it no. was made very clear in this episode. Fuck is that dead dick that wants, you, wants everybody to know who, he, who, he's been, <laughs> <laughs> who he's been with. So he has to drop it in every conversation. <laughs> he He pretty much did. He pretty much did. Then announce it to everybody. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, whoa, not just that, that, but dropped it to her adoptive her mom. mama. Her mama. Yeah. yeah. It's like coming over for dinner and right. being like, oh, yeah, oh, you're her I'm daddy? with your daughter. Like, oh, you're her daddy? She called me daddy. 
<laughs> at the dinner table. That's essentially what this was like. Um, <coughs> that is so, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So we start off with um, him releasing all his followers that apparently been tortured for over a year. Is that is that right? Yeah, he gives a timeline, and I can't. He gives an exact what. date. Yeah, he Which, does. I think it's a year. It's over a year. It's a year in like two hundred days or something. So almost yeah. two years. Yeah. So we see some of the characters that we've seen in Discovery, including the security officer that got um, murdered yeah. earlier in the season, which I thought was really was Landry. Really cool. Landry. Yeah. yeah. Um, and why which you really liked her. You were like, she was like a favorite character early on in the show for she, you. She stuck out to me, and I mean, I think she was she was she was probably playing with some tropes, but I was curious to see more about her, and then she was just gone. But again, we bring her back in this. Um, so then he's freeing troops, and um, before this, before the last episode, Michael has called her ship uh, to come and say it was pretty much safe. Uh, now she doesn't think it's safe. Ask the Empress to to he she advises her that not to plan to um, um, her former captain's trap and the mind games. Uh, the Empress I can't show weakness. This is really interesting to me because it's so clear that this society is kind of trapped by the rules that's created. So yeah. the only way for her to maintain her power as Empress is for her to defeat him in combat, which means she's forced basically to walk into that trap, knowing yeah, it's a trap. It's one of the things that they talked about before. We talked about previous episodes, how when Michael broke down, um, I guess, the social trauma that this kind of society has caused about how it's constant fear. So you can't not react. You can't be cautious. It's almost like when you're politically forced into a battle that you, you don't, you, it's not the smart time to go in and just hope it all works out. Hope you can overpower them. So if it's not using overpower force, then, you, you know, in that position, the, the treachery, conniving type stuff, uh, you got to do before you get to this point. Or if not, you have to respond with, with force. You have to be in the front of the pack, pretty much. So you, you, you subscribe to that alpha mentality. Right. Kind of, so, which I mean, yes, but I guess what I like about that, though, Anthony, is that a lot of times we see characters like this walk into traps, and I feel like like you're smart That's out of foolishness, right? Right. But this actually feels like societally, she has to do it. She has no. It's either that or like somebody that's following her. Well, they're all going to basically turn against her because she, she will lost her strength over them. And she mentions that at one point, like they've seen my neck. Like there's nothing. Like there's no other way. So, so the fear is broken. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you see, if you saw Darth Vader without his helmet on, you, you, it messes up some of the the um, mystique. Yeah, right. And so you're like, oh, oh, there's a vulnerability there. And so you have to project. Or even what's that joke about? Um, you wear uh, the people are attacking. You wear the red shirt so they can't tell you're bleeding. Your men, your men can't tell you're bleeding. Oh right? wow! Um, and you wear the brown pants so they can't tell that you. <laughs> I never heard that before. So, um, so that like I really like that mentality. I really like that. That's where they 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 went. And you're right. That it wasn't our stupidity. She had no other choice to respond with force. So she can't take this advice from. Um, Michael, in any regards, but then decides to lock her in the brig. Like, I'm not going to use because even her people are going to see that this is why I took it. They didn't expressly show this in the show, but if I'm her, if I'm her advisor in this society, I'm looking at, oh, he used Michael against you again. That's your weakness. And, yeah. you know, so she can't keep letting that be seen, so she's throwing a brig. I, um, I found it very interesting, actually, that Michael 
is everybody's weakness. <laughs> like she's kind of the linchpin. Ah, I'm gonna get to that too. Cause you know my. <laughs> my opinion. Or, uh, no, it was it was a little overhanded. Or let me put it this way. I think that it could have been directed in such a way that it was more subtle than it was. Let's put it that way. But yeah, so let's go on. So then you have Michael escapes. She gets out <laughs> really in a really like stormtrooper way where everybody can't shoot or stop Michael. She's, she's yeah. Michael goes, Michael goes from being <laughs> kind of efficient in hand to hand combat to to like like Spartan warrior. <laughs> like, I don't know. I disagree. She's always been kind of Spartan warrior. Well, I mean, like, look, look. At some point, one Klingon will just stop her, or you know, she can get in a hand to hand. In this episode, like, whole rooms couldn't stop her. Like, uh, like but, she was but Landry could. Somebody. Her and Landry, like, that fight went... I th- I thought that was really interesting. We'll get into that later, but her and Landry had to fight for a while. So that... It made it clear that Landry, at least, is pretty potent. Okay, I'll, I'll get to this. That that she they gave her the, the hero character. Like, you ever notice how um, yes. like Klingons have super strength compared to humans, right? And then you go yep. to Space Nine, everybody like Miles Morales is knocking, like, three or four Klingons out. <laughs> Did you say Miles Morales? Oh, Miles Morales. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Miles Cisco? Ryan. Oh, sorry, Miles. Sorry, I was watching. Really? I just, I just remember oh. Cisco knocking out Klingons, which always okay, made me everybody, happy. Everybody. But I was fine with Cisco knocking out Klingons. Oh, me too. But they made a point of Miles always getting beat up in fights. Like, I, I don't uh, know if you ever noticed yeah. that. Like, you could, you could probably knock a regular person out, but like the real warrior warriors, that'd be like, yeah. yeah um, or O'Brien. anyway. But uh, you could tell, like, he was knocking out extras left and right. It anyway, was all that so, racquetball or whatever they played. Right. He had a dislocated shoulder. I know how you feel, Miles. I know how you feel. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, anyway, she gets away. Um, Loka, like, throws on the, on the, you know, he takes over the command ship. There's a great fight between the Emperor's squad. Still feel weird saying Emperor. Like, I feel like it's no, there's no... There's no gender equality, but seen but seen saying emperor and empress, queen and king. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't know what that is societally because I totally agree with you with king and queen, but like there was a real push a while ago that like not to call actresses actresses, but just to call everybody actors. I remember that. Like um, to make it I, gender I, neutral. So I don't know. That's interesting. I, I can't... emperor. I could see as being tr- truly gender neutral. Right. If we thought that's how the world was, we know we know Emperor Sato because that's one of one of her names oh. comes from. Comes so from, in the in the prequel in the Enterprise, she's called Empress. Yeah, she says you know bow to oh. Empress or something like that. that. And and we know that one of her names and her title, her Khaleesi titles, <laughs> one of her names <laughs> is actually linked to Sato, even though they have different um, heritages. Like Sato is Japanese, and right. um, and um, she's uh, Chinese descent. Like, but she took one of her titles as kind of like the writers were like to have like a connection to, you know, the right, past. Right. So, um, so that is anyway. interesting. I didn't realize that Sato was Empress. So that is interesting. But can we talk about how she was such a, a gangster in this in this role? She said, like, we're seeing people disintegrate. Philippa? Yes. And yeah. she sat there and it was like, this isn't a force field. There's something going on. She's staring down a laser blast. Something, I mean, a phaser blast. Like, something's, something's going on. And that shield went up. And it was like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and, so at least she walked into that trap with a plan. Right. Um, also, that was cool how they had due to two, they had two different um, fa- uh, phaser settings. Like, one yeah. was like a pinpoint accurate, kind of like burrow a hole through you. And the other one was like just pure disintegration. I thought yeah. that was really cool, too. Uh, yeah, because seen- it's kind of like it's a play on the fact that we have stun and kill on 
the regular universe. So mm -hmm. if you have kind of these two settings in a Terran universe, what would those two settings look like? And they'd probably look more like a shotgun blast style attack versus a pinpoint sniper attack. That makes yeah, sense to me. Which I was cool. And it was, uh, it, it was great to see that kind of combat. It was great to see she had auto guns. Like it was kind of yeah. like a, uh, kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Like, haha, trap card. Haha, trap card. Haha. <laughs> I use my gun escape teleportation site to site. And um, and then we see uh, uh, Luca go go and talk to Stamus and and get his. Oh, we I missed that. So he went and get the get, got our universe of Stamus who had a cloaking technology and was hiding. I thought it was pretty cool. Yep. Um, and it recruits Stamus to help get over some of the defenses of the Emperor. Um, so when he takes over this this command ship, which pretty much I guess means he's the new Emperor to these people yeah. who turned on her quick. Um, and again, they follow strength. They, they have a yeah. mentality where they're following strength. Well, this ship is the, uh, it's basically a Death Star because they say like it can destroy a planet. Yeah, and it's so like a city. it's a city and all that. Also, yeah, exactly how they how they showed up without any kind of um. Warning, I guess if they can slip, I guess if they're faster than other ships or anything like that, and we know they yeah, have active, know. Stamus had active cloak, so I guess they have cloak technology here too. Right. right. Um, so, so then we go to um, look at trying to solidify his power, talking about, you know, purity and Terran ideals and all this other stuff, which was a really good speech. Um, then he also makes a plea to Michael. <laughs> and, 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 yep. um and you know, Michael does her uh, her John McClane going through you know ducks and and talking to. So her this is where for me actually, like that speech and everything, everything feels. This is why I think the the weakness I would say of this director, all of the kind of uh, exposition and like there was just a lot of exposition, a lot of people like giving speeches and that kind of stuff. Um, and for me, it felt a little heavy handed, and also it just it wasn't as I don't know authentic or inspiring as some of the other dialogue and monologues we've seen in discovery. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt a little bit off for me personally. Uh, but, but I think it's because they picked this director because the action sequences were amazing. Were better than probably anything we've seen in Star Trek movies. Anything in movies, anything yeah. in movies. I mean, that firefight um, you were just describing that firefight alone puts to shame anything that I've we've seen. Even like the Abrams fights weren't as good as that really. Not Usually all. the Abrams fight were like two people versus two people shooting phasers around and stupid stuff, right? Like Right. And also in this episode they really used um Miss Yo's uh um martial arts background, right? Yeah. So like oh they, my they gosh. It a lot. All the kicks. All yeah. the kicks. And they did they like, hey just in case y'all forgot <laughs> <laughs> Cross the tiger hidden dragon, y'all. <laughs> Cross the tiger hidden dragon, y'all. Like, um, so who who is the real star? Because like I think we forget about that sometimes. So they want to take yeah. a focus on uh Mr. Fett and the, um the other other uh, young what the woman, young woman at the time in that movie, but who carried that movie? Who carried yeah. that movie on her back? Yeah. So um And she's such a good actress too. Yeah, it was it's just amazing. Huh? Such a good actress as well. She has. Yes. Some, let me put it this way: she has some of the most ridiculous lines in this whole episode, and she carries. The, she pulls them all off. She delivers. She's on point. Yeah. Um, oh, also, then we skipped over. Uh, Michael does get in, get in touch with Discovery, and you know, lets them know what was going on. Yep. Uh, which, 
again, again. Gosh, I, I was feeling for her when she usually those dumb things where they're like trying to do a transmission and like it's not working or whatever. You're like, whatever, right. they'll get through. I don't. I was like feeling for. Her. I was like, please get through. I was right. feeling. I for was her not sure. Was not sure how this was gonna go. Yeah. And and my man emerged. You know what? No, I'm like I'm giving the respect to give him a name this episode. A name this episode. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, wow. Was it Sarku? Saru, <laughs> man. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Anthony has been receiving, <coughs> talking about Saru this whole season as just food or snack packs. Emergency or field rations. Emergency field rations. <laughs> so for you to give him a name, it's like, that's, that's an honor right there. Uh, that's, you know what, that's like what Michael did for him just an episode ago. <laughs> he sounds like a, a plate that he can get at a, 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 a Sakurado. <laughs> oh my god! By the way, chicken. all the Saru, all the like Kelpian memes online <laughs> were amazing. They're a little heavy-handed at this point. Like we need to we need to put it on a pause for a little while. But <laughs> they were hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he has stepped up. Stepped up. There was a, it was a nice progression to show him step up at this point too. Um, they pretty much come up with a plan on how to take down the the capital city ship of the emperor. Does this does the ship have a name? Do we know if the ship has a name? It does have a name. I'm trying to remember. Mo would know. I don't. Well, too I... bad. Too bad we had a coup. So it anyway. does have a name for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Well, Patrick, if you find that, since you're the man in the chair, if you um, find I'm that, looking. let us know. Uh, but uh, they come up with a plan, and we find out that there's not a miniature sun underneath them. It's actually the mycelial network um, yeah. kind of concentrated and uses a power source for the ship. So they're not using it to actually tra- traverse time and space, which we also got confirmed it can do, not just space, but it also, you know, in dimensions, it can, it can transfer time. Or, or, yep. um, and they come up with a way that they can probably destroy it, but they don't think they can survive the... Um, the uh explosion and we get a nod back to the whole uh captain kirk uh line where saru says he does not believe in an unwinnable situation which oh uh, i didn't even catch that that's amazing talk right about it and you get two points patrick if you can remember what that's in reference to of captain kirk it's the Ko- kobayashi maru yes yes two points to patrick uh when we divide up most stuff you, you when, he, when he hacks the computers <laughs> right um where Captain Kirk, uh, so all Starfleet officers, we've seen this in a couple, um, couple of different, a couple of different ways, uh, where Starfleet officers are giving a, a, a one of the tests to pass Starfleet, kind of like their Jedi trials, um, is to face your worst fear, or in this scenario, early, in the early original series, I guess it was to face an unwinnable situation. So it's a computer program where you just can't win this battle, and it's not about winning; it's about how you deal with the defeat. Um, we saw it with Wesley Crusher's um, Academy tryouts where he had to face his worst fear. That's where, in the Next Generation timeline, that's that was their test. You had to face your worst fear. The they name were very of the good. According to the... Worf, they were very efficient. Why? Why? They were very efficient at discovering... Oh, Mo! He got hey, off the cage. Mo is here. The name of the ship is the Charon. The Charon. Like oh. C-H-A-R-O-N, the, um, like the dude in Greek mythology that like pushes that boat, the the airy man for Hades. So, it's so like that's cool. So, fans, for people who don't understand, yes, I tried to assassinate Mo. Yes, he's back now, apparently. But I'm kind of like Saul. It's mere universe, Mo, Saul. though. It's mere yeah. universe. Oh. Mo. oh, so is this evil Mo? Is this evil Mo? 
He does have a beard. We have evil mo all this the time. This is mo. <laughs> mirror universe mo. The late mo. Um. Yes. So, oh mo for two points. For two points. Yes. Um. Where are we? What I'm about to tell you. What? What was the reference? What was the What was the cut for not accepting the unwinnable situation? What was the unwinnable situation? What was the callback? What was the callback of that line? What was that referencing in Star Trek lore? He's talking about, so Saru says, says, I don't believe in unwinnable situations. What is he referencing when he says that? What is he referencing? What is he referencing? Oh my God, I'm blanking right now, guys. I'm sorry. And Patrick, you you are the winner. (laughs) All right, I I beat Mirror Universe Mo in Star (laughs) Trek. Maybe maybe in the Mirror Universe, Kirk fails that. Oh, true. Maybe they didn't have that. Yeah, uh, yeah so it's, it's referencing the situation during his academy days where or, Kirk was supposed, to, was supposed to lose. Uh, it was in a, in a losing battle simulation, and he cheated to win. The Kobayashi Maru. Anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we have um, him giving a speech to the crew and talking about how this is their ship now. And that they have their jobs to do it, and we get uh, all the faces we've seen. That he didn't he even name drop some new names we haven't had in actual series before. And um, I gotta say, Emergency Ration ste- ste- stepped up. He stepped up, took command. I could see us him being captain of the ship, and they've done it gradually through the season. Yeah, all right, a lot yeah. of a lot of characters got speaking parts. Uh, finally, <laughs> that's true. Some of them were the mirror universe version of themselves, but I was still glad that you know some of those actors that we've just been looking at. Uh, I mean, like that one right. dude. Um, I don't know the the like African looking dude. Almost every episode, we just see him go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he finally got to talk in this episode. All right, man, right, man, collect that paycheck. Collect that paycheck. <laughs> Um, oh, so we didn't, we, we didn't, and that great action scene, um, uh, Philippa, Emperor Philippa, she gets away with an emergency site-to-site transport, which we know is like the saving grace. It's like the, it's like the Eagles from Lord of the Rings in Star Trek. <laughs> emergency site-to-site <laughs> transport. It's like the emergency. Uh, Mo, what did you think about that great fight? I, I kind of just was biased in my, my asking that question. What did you think about that great fight? That, that fantastic fight. Oh, Mo. I, I don't. You got I think our mirror universe connection's a little, little rough. Ah, we need to get, need to work on the transporter buffers. Anyway, um, so <laughs> she got away with the site to site transport. Um, when does Lorca I, explain how he got to the regular universe? Is that later? Uh, that might have been. The, oh yeah, one of his the the security guard. What was her name again? I keep forgetting it. Did she die in Landry? the universe? Landry. Landry. Yeah, she um, she starts questioning about like what's going on. He's like, no, this is destiny. What, when uh, my yeah. ship went down, when I got into that fight, I, had I thought that was really interesting. Storm. They kind of paint destiny as almost like his religion. Yeah, uh, but it's also you have to when you're a tyrant and a conqueror, you have to believe you're divine. You know, I mean, you have to believe that it is meant for you to be manifest destiny, right? Um, and even in that that thing about how is our job to rule the weak? For how would they know how to live? Um, yeah. The the people rights the people only have the rights that I give them and believe me they're better off for it. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so some Roma Fellers was, foundation stuff there. 
right. So he uh he he got a speech in and he talked about Dustin. He talked about how he got there, and I was like, all right, cool. So I mean, there's still probably a story on how he got infiltrated in the Starfleet and all that, but you know, doing war and everything, I'm sure it's a lot easier. And you could explain everything else by PTSD, um, like like we did. Yeah. <clears throat> but even though we did kind of guess this for a while. So anyway, um, Philippa comes in. She talks to Michael. She's like, I should have known he seduced you too. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, don't believe the rumors in the locker room. He had a Trump <laughs> situation. He tried to tell some stuff. Like, he got this and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. I mean, I might have I might have I might have banged a, a Alabino Klingon, but that's about it. <laughs> what what did you think about how Lurker got across? I thought that was really interesting. Like uh, teleporters are uh, teleporters. Tele- look, two things two things that you can consistently rely on to 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 fuck up the norm at Star Trek are teleporters and holodecks. And they don't have any ho- real holodeck situations here, so like the teleporter thing works for me. Yeah. Um, and also because of these space nine, you know that's that's the case that if something can go, you can you can you can apparently just rewire a teleporter to go across dimensions. So yeah. Um, also, okay. Does so that they, mean he landed? So when he teleports, does he land on the mirror universe version of his ship? Is that what they were trying to say? You would go. To, you would go to their tele. You would go to. The and then the Klingons somehow he must have blown up that ship on purpose. Or maybe oh, that no. Loker went down with the ship and he got off, and they came up with the story about how he got he got he went lost. Like that would oh, make maybe. sense to me. Or yeah. um, so so what we know of B Space Nine. I'm still uh, trying to piece it out like when he makes the switch. I guess in the regular universe. I don't know. I guess we have to look at that. Any yeah. any thoughts on that, Mo? Are you with us? As I'm going to try to transition again. No. So yeah. <laughs> so they have their mother daughter moment about her boyfriend choices, um, and then they do that whole, which is kind of also a trope. Uh, how it is a trope. Him, how we get exactly again all what the wants. You know what I'm like? All all the quiet moments of this episode were a little bit lacking for me. That was my the weakness. If I if I if I could yeah. make this episode What's perfect, here? I would had Jonathan Frakes directing the quiet moments of the episode. And then uh, whatever this guy's name is, I keep I can't really pronounce his name, and I feel really bad. Um, Ola Tunde awesome. Ola Tunde Usasami is the name of the director of this episode. I would have had him do all the action sequences because the action was on point. Better. Than, oh my like, gosh! Like, like, like you said, it was Patrick, better than anything you've seen. Whoa, Mo. <laughs> Your voice sounds a little. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> oh, so yeah, they come with the whole light. We're getting exactly what he wants. So Michael comes in, and again, what you're talking about, how you always look at things and be like, oh, how'd the bad guy fall for this? Chase gives him a reasonable, a reasonable thing that that Loka would, would believe and what he would want to believe. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trading myself. For, for my, my crew. crew and my ship, because Lorca and, and, knows Federation's principles. He totally—he's not like your normal villain. He's been pretending to be a Federation officer for several years now, basically almost a year, two years. So he knows how Federation thinks and works. So she actually uses that against him because that's totally a Federation move. Like you could see Cisco or Picard or any of our Federation people doing exactly that. They did most of all, take me, let my crew go, save my ship. And yep. he thinks it's a, a doctrine that she, the childish doctrine he has to help her get rid of. 
Um, yeah. And so, and then she also, adds, and I like that she added another thing on because, again, some other other shows would have put it on like you get me and whatever you want with me but she put that stipulation on it and made it even more believable like i'm uh, let me make it clear you're only getting my mind not my body and things like that and it was like oh you know because she didn't have to they were planning to betray her anyway she didn't have to put that on there but it sold it more um and and then uh you have the again um sorrow discovery comes out they say it's safe um and then the action starts you get the the Death Star trench moment with the Discovery. You get yeah, the, you do the, the second um, great fight with. Oh, we skipped over. Oh my uh, gosh, that fight up to the throne. Hold on a second. We missed okay. uh, uh, doppelganger Stannis. Stamus was executed. Um, oh, like, how right. I trust you. And what I, do you I think, think it's about very, that? Yeah, I thought it was very significant that they didn't push him down to the, the little sun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and. And you, you finally got your fight with uh, um, what's uh, first or not the first? The security so, officer. The security. Landry. With Landry. Landry. Yeah. So we got some more with Landry. With, was, was it you that asked for? See, we finally got the face off. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, we got to see. We got this. Oh, so about the Stamus thing first. So the whole thing, I don't like poetry, and they shot him instead of push him down there. I think that was significant. Um, Interesting, but but I, I, like, I like that. So I want to hear why. I I, I think well that, that'll go back to the end of the thing. But um, I like that they just shot him. The, the line was terrible. The line was terrible. That's what we really needed. Um, but it, it was again. It wasn't just cliche. It was like. Was... Go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm here. I'm listening. Oh, so um, so I like what's going on, but I think I think it actually connects with something that happens later in the episode. So, okay. so we get the 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 the, the um the throne room fight, and because they have to dislo- they have to dislocate. I mean, they have to turn off the containment field of the miniature sun so Discovery can blow it up. Um, also, Discovery has found out Captain Killy found out how they can survive it, and Stamus are going to ride the energy wave to get back to their normal universe um, after they blow it up. So there's a chance they can live. Um, um, so, so the throne room fight happens and it is amazing. Came, and then again, we got a little bit more of that crouching tiger hitting dragon. Like I was, expecting oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> that fight was ridiculous. Well, so as powerful as, as Twinkie or whatever you, you want to say Michael is, I think, I think Philippa Georgia of mirror universe could take her out. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. Uh, Loka talks about how. He he thought that Michael was the the, the most capable, best person um, that he he's ever met in his universe, and then he met then he met our Michael, <laughs> the prosperous <laughs> Michael, and so this Michael out the Michael he knew. He didn't know <laughs> the twinkness could get to a whole different level. He didn't know it, Patrick. He didn't know our twink level could go even higher. That it was oh, that was one of those lies. <laughs> That was one of those lines that, unfortunately, I'm pretty. We've had this fight over whether Michael's a Mary Sue or not, and as we know, I'm pretty anti on the Mary Sue. But that line, <laughs> you're even, you're even poor. They were like Michael, Patrick. Can you? I can't hear you. It was like for a few. You can't hear me. Oh, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, one of the one of the kind of 
defining things about a Mary Sue is like all, all the characters are fighting fighting over yeah fighting over there were a couple of things that were a little heavy handed for me in this as I said it, it was just a little Michael out there's ways to correct those same thoughts <laughs> without it feeling like it's like yeah she out-twinked herself, Patrick. She out-twinked herself. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh. Man, y'all, 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 y'all even hiding anymore. Y'all not She's hiding the, anymore. Uh, <laughs> there are many more. Uh, now my internet, that is. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure whose link that is. Um, okay. But then we get the fight. So, again, we had... Uh, Miss Miss Yo, and, and they was like, "Don't forget y'all. Don't forget where I came up in. Don't forget. Don't forget my background, because <laughs> because she Chris Tuckered that boy. Like her foot came up, hit that man in the jaw <laughs> over her shoulder, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, man, which, she is. Which, which one of y'all hit me? Which which one of y'all hit me? <laughs> Did she even like punch anybody the whole time? She's just taking them all down with her feet. She had she had uh, like locks and holds and kicks. It was." It was crazy, like, and shoot people. She shot that guy in the chin point blank. She was, I, I love this version. I love this yes. version. And so then we get the the the, mm-hmm. the tag team fights, not tag team, the two-on-two fights, um, which I thought was going to switch up at some point. Um, it kind of does, but Landry goes down, right? Landry goes down. Um, um, then um, Philippa goes down, and then Michael gets the better – which again was a really even fight for what we've seen her do, but like, yeah. uh, but I get dramatic tension. Um, but then she I feel like I'm starting to feel like there are some people in Star Trek who know how to fight, and there's some people who don't. Just don't, which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Like you're you're a, you're a great engineer, but you, you know you're not you're not Starfleet's best best uh, martial artist, which makes sense. She held her own against Michael. Like seriously, held her own. She got right. beat. But she held her own because they were it was. It was legit, but but that makes sense because again, in Starfleet, in 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 Earth culture, Earth and Vulcan culture, in the Prime Universe, it's kind of like that old Japanese philosophy of like whatever you do, you're gonna be the you're gonna do it to perfection as much as you can do it. So whether that's building ladders, if you're gonna build a ladder, you're gonna be the best build ladder builder there is, or if um, or if you're an engineer, you're gonna be the best engineer. And in the Terran culture, I imagine everybody knows how to fight. <laughs> like I imagine you. You best know how to fight. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but uh, so that fight goes off. And we kind of saw that the she, we saw Michael show mercy, which is a progression from her last time her and Philippa fought a bunch of people in a room together. So this time, and this time, instead of killing the person that's, that's kind of ticked her off, she showed mercy and decides not to. And we all saw it, but Philippa stabs like, ah, she won't kill you, but I will. And stabs him and stabs him in the back through the chest. And again, his last moments are reaching out to Michael, and he falls into the network, son. And I thought, I think yes. that's, I think that's, they could be done with him. He could be just killed. But I think it's very telling that they didn't kill Stamus that way, but they did kill him this way. And and because we don't understand how the network works, there's a possibility for this local to local to, to return. Oh, you I think, maybe think that's so? The thing they, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be. I thought that too. I thought, oh, he's gonna fall into this stupid sun and kind of disappear, and then maybe he can repop back up. But then they like showed him melting. Well, he he uh, again. I, either way, I'm good. But I think 
it wouldn't be a stretch for a writers to bring him back in some way. Okay. Whether his mind is in the network, like whether, he, whether his mind's in the network, whether he because he didn't instantly disintegrate, he he slowly disintegrated, or you know what I mean. So uh, again, I don't know, but I, I thought that maybe that was something there. Um, then That's, we have that you know that that little pit, little mini sun. That's overkill because we already know you can just drop him in space and kill him. Yes. Yeah. In space over sun for bonus. Yeah, which which again I I don't know. And again, like you said before, this is supposed to be a one season story, so who knows what the what the thing is gonna be. Um then we move on to Again, I love that line of "What are you doing?" Oh, it's the rest of his men and the people that turned on me. They're coming here. By and- the way, you like totally skipped over Saru's like moving like Independence Day speech, didn't you? No, no, no. I talked about that where he was like, "This is no longer his ship," and he gave that great speech. Oh yeah, and, yeah you know yeah. your jobs. Um, so now Discovery's coming yep. in. They're firing. They, they made actually made a distraction. He actually made a distraction for them to yep. start, and like they're doing their Death Star run towards the center of the ship. Um. By the uh, way, Saru was very smart in this. Well, in that moment, clearly yeah. understood that Michael still had control of what was going on. They they planned that perfectly, and um, which kind of which kind of great because Loka kind of trained them to to be this efficient. And Loka even like even like how Loka. So that's really phrases. interesting. I've been thinking about that too. Don't you think it's interesting how I've been thinking? Could Discovery have pulled off this mission without Loka's training? I don't think so. And I think that, and I love how he's trying to give them their laurels, and he's like, "We don't want your laurels. Where's Michael? Is he is he, is he okay?" Yeah. Like, I love like him standing up to that point. Um, so then we go before, and one of my one of the great lines that Philippa that we kind of we kind of talked about earlier when she's like, "They've already seen my neck. Um, I, I I'll never they'll never be I'll never have the same control. She could never before. be the emperor again, right? Um, so what he's gonna do is die on my feet as my as my station." Um, permits or something like that and i was like yeah that's that's a, a great way but also that's a trope that's how we expected this character to go out and like we didn't expect yes. what was going to happen so then we see people fl- a floods of troops running in and she's 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 kicking ass like she ain't got no bubble gum so all she's doing is kicking ass and she's like killing mm-hmm. making her last stand i don't know how much how many how how, how many charges a, a phaser rifle has but she's gonna she's gonna use every last one of them um discovery's blowing up the 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 um uh the sun the miniature sun underneath the ship that they're using for power. Uh, they're about to beam her out. She looks at it. You can tell she can't do it again. Um, oh, it was also a really good scene where they both had their badges. Earlier on, um, Michael yeah. had the badge of uh, Philippa. Philippa had the badge of her Michael. And um, so so she grabs her. And as they emergency teleport Michael out, they also get the Empress. And what's really cool about this is because in any other show, that would have been the last time you saw the character. You might not have seen her die. Yep. But you- yep. So you'd assume that 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 that's the last day, but no, they brought her back onto the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, they that character, and um, she looks. It's at her, crazy. Like, it's it's exciting. I think it's really interesting. We basically we lost, so we lose her in the first two episodes of the entire show, and we think she's gone forever, and we kind of like her bait and switch where we thought she was this important character. Uh, and then she comes back, but then we lose Jason Isaacs. Yeah, um, kind of, which leads us to the preview. But let's get through the show. So we get back, 
um, she looks at her and says, what have you done to me? Because her in her mind, this is going to be my, it's kind of like my Lieutenant, my Lieutenant Dan, like the Lieutenant Dan moment. Like I was the empress. I can't just be a regular, whatever I advise, whatever. But um, so they fought, we fought, we get confirmation that you can move through time um, in the network. Uh, yep. uh, the network is apparently repairing itself. So this, I got to say, this is the first true surprise for me in the show. I mean, there have been surprises in the show, but I feel like there's been tells about those surprises. But I really, I honestly thought that this show, because, all right, so we knew that this show originally was going to be a bunch of different uh, miniseries shows about different eras. And mm-hmm. So I really did think they were going to do sliders in Star Trek. Not necessarily because I wanted sliders in Star Trek, but because I thought it was a way for them to do that whole kind of mini series what what is that called like a mini series uh, arc right with star trek with, with the same with the same crew right with the same crew and they can jump from time and place and maybe they still will kind of go that way eventually and it's like an, an anthology series or like they set it up they set us up to believe it is unlikely they're actually going to make it home on this trip right yeah and that would explain and they set it up. They then they do the, oh the, but it's going to be different time Time, oh, the Minion War or something, but it was only like nine months, right? So, and they also set up that, like, they could easily said that the network was destroyed now, but they didn't. They said all life yeah. connected to the network. Yeah, they totally set that up. Uh, the moment they said nine months later, I, I knew the I knew the Klingons were going to we going to be the winners of the war, or at least like dominating right there, right now. Um, yeah. Uh, and I thought I was under the impression that this is the last the last episode of the season. And episode they, left, right? Right. So they end with the map showing the Klingons. Basically, it, the board's all red. I think I saw a little bit of blue in the corner somewhere on the edge of the map, but it's all yeah. red. Um, and like the, it appears that the the Federation isn't answering any any hails, even automatic ones. It looks like the Klingons have won. Um, so then you stop and you get the preview for the next episode, which is uh. You see the admiral, the doctor admiral that that Loka had a relationship with, and Sarak. Apparently, they board. Um, there's a hostility there. Talking about how twenty only twenty percent. I can't remember. Did they say twenty percent of the uh, the Federation was taken over, or only twenty percent was left? Because I was like, in that map, it doesn't look like twenty percent anything. So, um, it doesn't look like there's much left. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, and then you hear. We'll find out next week. Imp- I'm sure we'll get a real clear idea of what's going on by next week. Right, then you hear Emperor Philippa say, oh, uh, want me to tell you how you can win this war? And I was like, yes, yes, give her a squadron, and the Klingons are going to see some battle. Um, uh, which, but which, again, was great. Is that, my... Isn't that kind of Federation? Like, That's what the next episode is totally going to be about. It's going to be about this Emperor from the Mirror Universe being like, I'll, I'll show you how to win this war, and then the Federation happened to compromise to whether they're willing to accept that advice or not. Right. There's two things I had to think about that because, and I'm not going to question it fitting in a timeline because they've done a really good job of, of, of answering those questions because no part in history that we do uh, in Star Trek lore have we have we known the Klingon Empire to completely dominate. I know. That's the, what I'm really uh, curious about. There's exactly like, whoa, this totally throws off timeline, doesn't it? Right. The only thing we got close to that was when the Enterprise uh, Next Generation went over to the other world where Tasha Yar was still alive. 
and they were like, we're losing this Klingon war. Like they were still at war with the Klingons and they were like, we're losing it in nine months. The, Kling the, the Federation's gonna have to surrender is what Picard said. And it was kind of like, I remember as a kid, I was like, oh man, that means the Federation would have lost the war with the Klingons? Oh, wow. Um, when did when did that happen? How is Picard and Tasha Yar involved in that? So uh, something happened with the timeline and Guinan was like, oh, this isn't right. And the Federation was at war with the Klingons and Tasha Yar was still alive. And she was like, whoa, you're supposed to be dead. And I forget why it happened. But at, at the end of the at the end of the episode, um, they fixed the timeline. But Tasha stays on board the other ship that defends this Klingon colony. And she be actually becomes she gets captured by the Romulans. And that's how the Romulan one that looks like Tasha came aboard. Next generation. Huh? Um, so I wonder. I wonder if this, that timeline and this, like, we've already seen that they go for some deep cuts. I wonder if there's a connection here. Who knows? And I'm not going to question it because they've answered all their questions to say, oh, this doesn't quite line up. And then they, they answer it. Uh, uh, they have built our trust now that when they pull this big reveal of, like, Klingons taking over Federation space, you're like, okay, I'm willing to wait and see where you go with this rather than be like, that's stupid, that's wrong, that never happened, which would have yeah. been our reaction when we it, first started. And and yep. I also there was there was a there was a comment online by another another uh, YouTuber that was talking about how uh, Spock talks about how there was never a, a mutiny in the history of Starfleet, which is kind of weird, but right. never a mutiny. And and then but but Michael Burnham's a mutineer. So and I was like, ah, I'm not questioning anything at this right. point. So um, yeah. Uh, and I also thought it was really interesting. For people who watched Angel, there was a it was a, a there was a character in Angel who kind of killed one of the regular characters, took their place. It was a character called Illyria, who was this god, this, this kind of like who thought humans were 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 petty and small creatures and didn't really care about humanity. Became a regular cast member. And I was like, this is really cool because instead, of, like with the emperor, emperor, you brought her into our universe, and now we get to see how she interacts with this. And um, yes, I'm excited. I, I thought I thought that this episode was because the end was like we showed the Klingon Empire take over the Federation. I was like, oh, this is a season cliffhanger. This is a good season cliffhanger. Uh, this is the next story arc. He's like, oh no, no, no. You got one more left. Yep. So I thought that was Yeah. Cool. Yeah. In a lot of ways, this feels like you know how they do that thing where the Smallville used to do this all the time. Where they will basically end the season, the story of the season mm -hmm. in the episode before the last episode, and then set up kind of the story of the next season. Yeah. In the last episode of the season. I kind of feel like that's probably what they're doing here. So basically we have completed the two first arcs, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and we are about to begin the third arc, but the third arc we're probably not going to see the completion until season two, right? And again, we still got we still got the Klingon spy master in the brig. We still have there's um, a lot of pieces. There's so many moving pieces right now, right? We, like there's a lot of things going on with uh, oh, what's his name, the Bino Klingon? What's his human name? Volk or Ash? Ash, yeah. Um, <coughs> Tyvok? Ash, Tyvok. <laughs> we got him uh, in the medical bay, strapped up. Yep. Uh, we still haven't dealt with him and his, Michael and his situation. Well. Now we have now we have Emperor Philippa. <laughs> this is a ragtag crew. We thought right? Lorca had a ragtag crew when he like kind of assembled these people. Now it's even more ragtag. And, and how do you think Philippa, uh, Emperor you got Philippa's You got... And who loves to eat food on the same <laughs> together? Like, that's right. Gonna get. <laughs> um, and, and how do you think Emperor Philippa is going to feel about taking uh, 
take in uh, orders from her main dish. How do you think she's going to fit into a command yeah. structure? <laughs> yeah. Command I structure. have never had a crab tell me where to go. <laughs> right. I've eaten, I've eaten hundreds of your kind. <laughs> um, so, uh, and there's some breathing room for some of these other, like, faces on the crew to, to get yeah, some. Yeah, um, they finally started talking. I'm hopeful for, yeah, I hope in season two, I feel like the big, feedback there do we want to see more of those characters um so i'm hopeful that in season two whenever it finally drops and we really get to see and interact with the rest of the crew of the ship and i'm hoping that i, I can see how far this twink train goes because michael what you gonna do next michael to out twink yourself <laughs> man <laughs> I know. Patrick, did you think of me when they said that line? Did you think of me? Because I was like, uh. I did. There were so many parts of this episode. I was like, Anthony is going to he's gonna tell us about this. He's going to tell us. Look, these, these last two episodes have got like, yep, dude. <laughs> and they acknowledge his twinkiness. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm, and I'm raising her back up from Twink the Mary Sue. I'm raising her back up from Twink the Mary Sue, Patrick. Back up! I'm going to say that she's a Mary Sue in the Mirror Universe and a Twink in the Prime Universe. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of accept that. The compromise. The world's built on compromise. <laughs> All right. Well, well, uh, I think that's really great. How would you rate this episode, Patrick, before my poison slowly works its way through your system? So, oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> this episode, as I've been saying almost this whole episode, is like a lot of highs and lows for me. Um, so it's like a lot of A moments and a lot of like C plus moments, if that makes sense. Better than the last one, though? Mm, I don't know. So it was really good. All right. Breaks episode still stands out as the best episode, though. So I would, I would say that comparing this to almost any episode from any of the other first seasons of Star Trek, my head's above everything else. Um, um, I think that it was a great episode. It was a great episode with some. It was some great. Like I think I like. I like how you put that. It was a couple of A plus moments, and then some like C pluses, mm-hmm. B minuses. Like when I say A plus, I mean some of the best action we've ever seen in Star Trek. So that can't be underrated. Like that can't be underrated. But some of the dialogue and stuff was like C plus for me. So. And even the tropes that we've seen, even some, even the tropes that we've seen hundreds of times before, they were done. They were done adequately. Oh, you didn't the, talk about, about uh, like a little moral message slipped in there too about the mycelial oh, so you've got network. Oh, a political and, message about how Terrans are so arrogant they think they're going to be able to fix these these environmental problems they're causing before these environmental problems they're causing destroy them. Um, so if you didn't and the way that, they did it was so like yeah, like deadpan, like it was well, like duh, why message. would you do that? Like if, if you ever watched Don't Be a Menace with Drinking Drew the South Central on the Hood, it was kind of like whenever they do a moral message and the guy walks in, he's like, Message! <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. So. <laughs> that's, that's what popped into my head. And um, so, so yes, because again, it's what I think about when we get people talk about how there's no climate change, but then people that say, Yeah, there's climate change, but our technology will figure it out before it becomes a problem. Like the arrogance yeah. of that statement. Like the arrogance yeah. of that statement is. They were. Is, uh, let's talk about that for a moment. They were going to wipe out all universes on all multiverses, but they think they'll be. There, but they, they'll show they'll be able to fix it before it gets to that point, or at least it gets before insane. it affects. 
but at least until it affects them. Like, <coughs> even, if, even if some other universes are wiped out, it'll be fixed before it affects them. But that's what we do. One of the things we're we learning. Thought, one thing we learned in this yeah. episode is that mycelial network is really powerful. Real because we didn't we didn't know about the time stuff, and now I'm going back to my profits thing. Like I'm. I agree. I think yeah. the best way to understand the mycelial network is to look at it through the lens of the profits. Yeah, and also with how I think they're using. I don't know if it's the profits or the network. They're using Stamus's boyfriend. Uh, were they husbands? Lover. Uh oh, are they partner? Yeah, I can't remember if they're married or not. Uh, right, but Colburn, uh, yeah. Uh, is that? I don't think that's Colburn. I think that's the network or. Right. Or a prophet type thing. And what if the prophets are just the network? Um, yeah. I- I'd love a name drop. Even if you don't put Cisco, I know Cisco's a stretch, but even if you name Bajor or something like that in this, I'd be really. Well, I think it would be cool to have some sort of direct prophets connection at some point. Yeah. It makes sense. Get... It makes way more sense. A lot of people are caught, but just because everybody's a freaking TNG fanboy, um, everybody wants like Q or whatever, but. I think the profits make the most sense of a connection to the mycelial network. I haven't heard anybody else's theories about Q. I don't necessarily want Q to show up, but one thing I, really I thought about one thing I thought about is if Q was basing his his determination. If so, this is what I thought about during this episode. Now I just thought about it. I haven't read anything else about it, so I don't know if anybody else has already. Checked, but but so let's say the Terrans are threatening all the multiverse, right? Right. And the Q and the Q go, oh what what the heck. Humans? <laughs> Humans are doing this? Oh no! 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 All right. Q number twenty-three. I could see this, that. You go to this timeline. Q number. Hey, what are we send that Q? No one wants to work with. Just, just send them to the. You universe. may. You may have just turned me on one idea. You may have just turned me on one idea. I could see somehow what just happened being the launching point for Q testing Jean Picard. That's what I'm saying. Like, like all about. Q basically testing humanity. And I could see this as being the like the time the little boy like set the kitchen on fire and they're like, <laughs> oh, whoa, all right, we gotta take them a little more seriously now. The Anakin Skywalker moments. Little boy Anakin Skywalker, like, oh, no, uh, you about to be Darth Vader. You gotta go now. <laughs> like, we're not gonna wait. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so what if what if different cues go to different realities and be like, we just gotta test humanity out? Cause like we've seen what these Terrans will do. We we've seen what these Terrans will do. That uh, makes a lot of sense to me, out. actually. You test them out. Uh, take the cue no one wants to work with. You you test this universe out, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and then and even talk about how because we know in other timelines humans are destroyed. We know humans are wiped out. So hmm. we know the Terran Empire in this universe is really depowered. Um, yeah. What what led to all this? Can, really can, interesting where this leaves the Terran Empire for when Spock jumps across. Spock, right. And, and we also know that the Q aren't above playing with putting people in the right situation. So we know that. So I don't know if you've ever heard this that the the Q actually exposed the the board the Federation to the board because the board were coming anyway, and he wanted them to be ready for it. Uh, there, yeah, there's I a, think there's I a, that. There's an underlining plot line through through yes. TNG of like certain things that Q does yep. that actually benefit them in the long term, um, yep. and. The Q making sure that Loka gets transported by an ion storm or destiny. <laughs> Can you imagine the Q thinking about destiny with Loka? Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the little hairless, the little hairless monkey thinks it's destiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he thinks he's destined to be great. So I, I could see that. I could see this 
an indirect. Let me put it that way. I could see an indirect connection where this is the moment where Q suddenly said, "All right, humanity, we actually need to pay attention to to yeah. that because they they almost, almost destroyed the multiverse." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably after this episode right now, there's an argument going on in the continuum of like, do we wipe them out or not? I lost you, Anthony. I'll turn off my video. You there? You there? You there? You there? Guess we'll have to edit this out. So anyways, what Anthony was saying, I, I could get behind the idea that... Uh... You there? Uh, yeah, I blanked out for like five minutes. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What what I was saying is I, I I think it's pretty funny idea that like you can imagine the conversation that's going on in the continuum right after this episode. There's like yeah. some cues that are like let's just take them out, right? And there's other cues like oh, but you know they're fun play toys, and, you know. So yeah, and like we can't judge all humanity Anyways. by that one variance. Like so, I think that's an interesting idea. Yep. Uh, but anyways, uh, my real point is the profits. It makes a lot of sense there would be a profit connection to my ceiling network. So I think that would be really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, what was your rating for this episode? I'm gonna give. You know what? I'm not gonna give it a plus. I'm gonna give it somewhere between a a, a B plus A minus. Okay. Where some yep. of the stuff being was getting the asterisks as the best action we've ever seen. From any, this is any, Star Trek any. action done well. This is Star Trek action that felt like it felt still like it was Star Trek, not like it was Star Wars or something. You know what? It's kind of like how in other, in older Star Trek, the, the ship used to be stationary and it's just firing each other, and then we had more dynamic space yeah. battles in Deep Space Nine and Warriors yep. movies. In combat, even with phasers and even some hand-to-hand stuff, has been really stationary in a way, very stag, yes. um, stagnatic. And um, in Star Trek history, this was a very dynamic take on phaser battles. Uh, and also, they brought the Force into Star Wars. I don't, I mean, in Star Trek, I don't know if you noticed that. Wait, they were what? talking about the the Masil network, the way Stamus described it, and now it's this outer connecting force, and it it binds time oh, and matter. And I was like, "Oh crap!" Like it, it's not exactly the force, but they brought a force like element. Mycelial network and Medichlorians just yeah away from each other. Yeah, they they uh they own your they own your they own your bumper Star Wars. I, I ain't <laughs> saying on that. they own your bumper. They about to get Star, Star Trek giving you them hands, and I think I need. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all better fix it. Y'all better fix it. Hey, hey, bring bring the um the C two C crew in here. Uh, we we help you out, Star Wars. We help you out. We got mad love for y'all. We got mad love for y'all. Yeah. Just bring us in. We will fix all this stuff. We will fix it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, guys, that's 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 all I had. To I do. About. I I wish more people were watching this show because I do feel like a lot of the things that people are holding up about the Last Jedi. This show does so much better. So much better. Um, I can see when I hear people arguing for why they like Last Jedi, I can I don't necessarily always agree with their argument, but I can understand their point of view. But I think the things that they're describing better, much better. And so people who like The Last Jedi, they definitely should be watching Discovery. Let's put it that way. They should definitely be watching Discovery. Uh, great. And if you want to see doing a character 
Because again, uh, for my issues with the twinkness with Michael, she actually worked for a lot of stuff she has. She, you can actually see the progression in her yeah. in a lot of different ways. Um, if you want to see strong female characters, not 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 the expense of men. Or, or strong minority characters, not at the expense of, of Caucasian characters. Well, like, let's just talk you... about a strong person, like a strong female black woman. There are the lack. There are many strong black characters. I mean, not many, but there's there are several, and there are several strong female characters. But the number of strong female black characters, I mean, there yeah. unless you have an ensemble, there's almost none. Right, and I was I would say this probably like on TV right now. I probably say Mich- Michonne from Walking Dead and um, oh crap, Scandal, Scandal. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people will probably sit in hate mail right now, but um, you have so there's three. There's three right now, which is unheard of in, in, t- in American TV at one time. Um, but but I would say this about Michael is that. Sometimes people take strong character as meaning you're always powerful, always right, all, and that's not what strong means. You know what I mean? That doesn't right. That doesn't oh, necessarily, yeah, totally. you don't have to be strong at the expense of other people around you. That that's not necessarily right. strength. Um, so right. I like that, and uh, and and look where we're at right now with this cast. You have uh, Killy, you have uh, Emperor uh, Philippa, you have uh, Michael, you you have the. Mm, uh, metal face lady. <laughs> also, yeah. I forgot there was an android or a cyborg on the yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, and also, um, what was I going to say? Just even having Saru, I know it sounds weird, but how many alien captains in Star Trek are not treated normally no. with respect, honestly? And honestly, we have a we have a captain that's alien now, who's not the main character of the show, because I don't think Michael. To me, there's no there's no reality where they should make Michael the captain in this next season. Let Saru. Mm. They've built Saru up. You might be in trouble then. You might be in trouble. (laughs) I don't think they should. I think they they've built Saru up to be now. She can be first officer. That makes more sense for her to go on away missions and stuff. But they, but they've built him up to be. A captain. They've actually shown him it's great crazy how him. far we've come with this show, though. Remember early on, we were like, maybe this whole show is just going to take place in the like science room or something. Yeah. Like, it's just amazing if you think about where we were when this show started and where we are now. This has been an amazing journey. And so, thank you, Discovery, for yeah. taking us on that journey. You guys should be proud of everything y'all put into this because uh, you guys, you guys did a really hard job because you had to, you had to, you had to appease or, or, or keep us old time fans with you while bringing something new for people to just come in on. And I think you did yeah. a really good job on that. If people give it, my only, my only thing is not, I'd be really interested to see the numbers between people in the UK versus America because accessibility. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I hope they put this like on Netflix or something like in six months or something like that. I yeah, mean, they might just, not. But that'll open up the audience. It, the biggest loss from this show, conversation going on about it, unless you're in like a Discovery Facebook group or something, people aren't really talking about this show very much. Which is and a they, shame. It is a shame. They really should be. It, like so, This season, yeah. this has been up here with the... Actually, it's probably better. I, I, there are episodes of this show that might... I could see getting an Emmy nomination, not winning, but an Emmy nomination... And I can also definitely see the show going to a place where it is winning Emmys for sure. Right. Um, 
so yeah, that's that's where we're at. I can't imagine anything happening in the last episode that's gonna make me go, this whole season sucks now. I no. I, I, I don't I don't see that happening. Um yep. but uh and, and thanks everybody who's is yeah. joining us. Thanks, thank our patrons. Tell your friends, for... follow us on iTunes, rate us on iTunes, follow us right. on Google Play, all that stuff. Um Mo usually handles advertisements, so I'm sure that we'll have something put on here at some point. But uh yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you, thank you, guys. It's been a great journey, and I hope you know. Hope you stick with us while we uh, we have Rebels coming back soon. We have uh, Star Wars Rebels coming host back in here, Anthony. You said what? Thanks for clutch hosting. Oh, no problem, no problem. It's my plan all along to take this show. Great. No, I'm <laughs> joking. <laughs> uh, one more episode that reviews like the last episode, and I think me and Mo were talking about doing an episode after that that reviews the whole show. Uh, for the full season, and for that we're going to invite a bunch of people. I think we're going to just have like a crowd yeah. for the season. So we'll have you from JBS. So really we'll fun. have people from Three Black Geeks. We'll have uh, Squad Four coming out. Uh, we'll have we'll have uh, Lucas will be on. He don't know we're talking about, but I'm sure he'll want to join. Oh gosh! I don't know, All right. On. I just like to invite some. Yeah. And also Lucas talking about Star Trek seems interesting. Yeah, it does. But we'll um we'll also have uh but even not that we'll, we're coming up on Black Panther coming out soon. So we're gonna have oh, tons of tons of stuff on that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mo's seeing a screener here soon, so. Oh, whoa. Mo got tickets? Mo got screener tickets? Maybe. I thought I saw something like that. So anyways, point well, being, I'm, I'm definitely glad I the black you know, give him a screener ticket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else before we close out? Oh. Alright, thanks, Anthony. Alright, thanks, Patrick. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.